Hi there, I'm James Dapache and this is Coffee and a Case Note. Spontaneous combustion. Uh, pretty exciting way to start things, but we're actually talking about exclusion clauses in insurance policies, which is also pretty exciting too. I hope I can convince you of that through this note. So we have got an ethanol producer. Uh, that ethanol producer stores grain at a refinery, stores that grain in a number of bays, but for our purposes, we're gonna talk about four of them. Bay one, two, three, four. In goes the grain. And our ethanol producer takes out an insurance policy and negotiates with the insurer and the outcome they arrive at is that the insurer will indemnify our refinery operator, our ethanol producer, for all sorts of different losses. But there are exclusions to the policy. So there are certain things that the insurer says, no, 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 we won't indemnify you for that. Importantly for our discussion today, the relevant exclusion is for damage or loss that arises from spontaneous combustion, fermentation, heating, uh, and heating from an external source. So broadly speaking, we're talking about the grain getting hot and potentially setting on fire. There's an exclusion for that. And you know where we're going. Um, one morning, uh, a burnt smell is detected in one of our bays and emergency services comes to investigate and finds that for all intents and purposes, uh, the grain in that particular bay and in two others is uh, sufficiently damaged uh, that it ought to be destroyed, taken away, and it's gone. Goodbye to that grain because of the burnt smell. So our refinery operator, our ethanol producer, turns to its insurance policy and says, well, I've had a loss. Um, I think I'm gonna have to go make a claim on this policy. The insurer resists, and as part of the court proceedings, um, the relevant facts are sent off to a referee, an expert who provides an opinion to the court about the reasons for the burnt smell, the reasons for the, we'll call it combustion, the reasons for the chemical process going on in the grain that led to a decision being made that it ought to be destroyed. And what that referee says, in short, is that it was a process of self-heating and it's impossible to be absolutely, utterly certain about why it could be the external temperature, could have been the humidity generally in the atmosphere, it could have been the refinery manager allowing rain to fall on the grain, it could be some combination of those things, could have been the temperature when the grain arrived at the refinery. So the referee says it is certain that it is self-heating which is to say it is certain that it is a process in and of the grain itself, but the exact reason for that process in and of the grain itself uh, is not quite clear. And so our insured, our refinery operator, our ethanol producer, presses the insurer and the matter is litigated, it goes to court. And at first instance, what the judge says is the phrasing of the exclusion means that spontaneous so I'll just try to refresh your memory on the phrasing. I think it's spontaneous combustion, fermentation, heating, and other indirect heating. 
What the judge said was the word spontaneous here applies to combustion and that means that the word spontaneous does not apply to the word heating over here, which means that heating, which is what happens here, as the referee told us, um, forms part of the exclusion, which means the insurer doesn't have to pay. And what the first instance judge went on to find was to say, even if I'm wrong about that, what we are seeing here in any case is properly understood as spontaneous heating or spontaneous combustion. Does that make sense? So our trial judge says it's a separation between the word spontaneous and the word heating, which means the insurer doesn't have to pay. But if I'm wrong about that, and it is spontaneous heating, then this is an example of spontaneous heating and so the insurer does not have to pay because of that. So two reasons the insurer doesn't have to pay, a primary one and an alternative. The matter comes to the Court of Appeal and what the Court of Appeal says is the trial judge is wrong uh, to separate the word spontaneous from heating and it works through the grammar and works through the policy and as you can imagine gives careful consideration before coming to that view and essentially says uh, this is a policy where properly read uh, spontaneous heating attaches. What they also said was they discussed the contra preferentum rule and I'm not going to dive too deeply into that. You're watching this on a device that has access to the internet so you go, you, you go and find out about contra preferentum for yourself. But in short, uh, contra preferentum, which is to say uh, the rule that says uh, a contract can, in the case of ambiguity, be read against the party who drafted it, which often works against insurers for reasons that we can discuss another time or that might be obvious to you, should not be so quickly applied where in cases like this, firstly, the contract's not ambiguous, so it doesn't come in. And secondly, there's evidence of really rigorous negotiations, including in relation to the spontaneous combustion exclusion. So the court says, be careful about contra preferentum. Court of Appeal, in short, uh, upholds the trial judge's alternative decision. Says the trial judge was not right about separating spontaneous from heating, but the trial judge was right in finding that this was a case of spontaneous heating, meaning that the exclusion applied. Now, our insured refinery operator had one more argument up its sleeve. What it said was, do you remember how the referee couldn't quite drill down onto the reason for the self-heating? The referee said, there was self-heating, but I can't tell you if it's rain or if it's temperature, or if it's the chemical composition of the grain, or if it's this, that, or the other, um, cycles of the moon, whatever. What the insured said was, well, you can't tell me why this grain um, combusted or why it was damaged in the way it was, which means that you can't say it was spontaneous combustion or any of these exclusion categories, which means that the insurer should pay. The court disagreed. The court said uh, this was a damage of a type, this self-heating, this was damage of a type that falls within the exclusion. The fact that the referee can't describe quite why um, the event that falls within this description happened is not an issue that is determinative and it did not affect their judgment. And so what we found is that our insured refinery owner had to wear that loss and our indemnifying insurer excluded liability, didn't have to pay for the loss uh, relating to that grain. So I hope that quick chat, quick-ish, 
chat <laughs> about spontaneous combustions and exclusion clauses was of value to you. And I look forward to joining you for another coffee and another case note sometime soon. Cheers.